Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Want to support a small, 100% woman-owned winery that gives back to rescue horses and helps the next generation of girls thrive? Well, you can with Spirit Horse Vineyards. Spirit Horse Vineyards is a 100% woman-owned boutique winery that empowers community and connection through delicious wines, unique member experiences, and philanthropy. Founded in 2013, Spirit Horse offers a roster of limited production wines from around the world. From their Napa Valley Estate Wines in California to their Willamette Valley Oregon Pinot Noirs and Rogue Valley Rosé and Sparkling, they are committed to sharing exclusive wines and member experiences from the best vineyards the world has to offer. Join the Spirit Horse Vineyards Wine Club like me and get your custom selections every quarter with a 20% discount off all the wines and a 30% discount off your first case. You also get complimentary virtual and in-real-life events, including a harvest party at their rescue ranch in Napa this September. Go to spirithorsevineyards.com and use code WARRIORWOMEN to get your complimentary shipping on orders $75 or more. That is spirithorsevineyards.com. Welcome, Warrior Women. Today, we are going to put the woo in woohoo. That's right. This is episode 59, but episode one in our new series on joy. The definition of joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. We're going to discover how to bring more joy into our lives and what real joy is derived from. My guest today is an expert in joy. In fact, she's a joy guide. I have been feeling a need to have more joy and pleasure in my life. As women, and I'm guilty of this too, we often withhold joy and pleasure from ourselves. But over these next few episodes, I hope you'll discover that bringing more joy and more pleasure into your life creates more abundance than you can possibly imagine. Thanks for joining me today, Warrior Women. If you like this podcast, will you hit the share button and send it to a friend? You can text it to her or email. We want to invite more Warrior Women to the tribe. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star written review. We're going to start our series on joy right now. Well, after a word from our sponsor. I have a new sponsor. It's the Business Relationship Alliance. That's the bra network, guys. I love the bra network. It's a network of female entrepreneurs that lift and support each other. Guys, I love this group. I've talked about it many times. They believe in collaboration over competition. They hire women in their own network first, and they have amazing elevated networking events and courses. I've taken many of them. Guys, I can't say enough about the Bra Network. Use my code WARRIOR for 10% off an annual membership. Okay, today we are talking to June Supenpuck. June and I met through the Bra Network. You ladies know I love that Bra Network. And when I saw the things she was doing, I knew I needed to have her on this podcast. June is a joy guide and an energy healer who puts the woo in woohoo. Through her joy guidance, human design, and oracle readings, she helps leaders connect to their own unique gifts and superpowers so that they may find their greater calling in this lifetime. June's hope is to guide them toward a more joyful, magical life via playful curiosity and radical self-acceptance. Ultimately, June's mission is to multiply heart-centered leaders who want to help heal the world. Welcome to the show, June. 
Thank you. Is yeah, lofty goals, right? Lofty goals. <laughs> these are the best goals I've heard of. I just want you to know these are these are that should be our only goals. By the way, I so appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and I'm so excited to get to know you even better because I just really know you just a tiny bit. So this we're really going to get to know each other on this podcast. I can't even wait. Okay, June. I like to ask people. You know how I I like to go back. I like to go back. Oh yeah. I like to ask people about their childhoods because I really do think in most cases there's clues to what we're kind of doing and pursuing and our passions now, all these more women I'm talking to. But in your case, <laughs> doing my research, June, this is really spot on for you, especially. So tell me about little girl June. I'd- <laughs> what was she like? Well, I mean, I would say fearless would be definitely one of them, like a completely unstoppable. She was playful and creative and just a total freaking ham. You know, like I, I didn't really, I didn't realize that the world missed my stage necessarily, but I kind of felt that way. I was like, yes, everybody, I have so much joy to spread around. Let's just be free. And, and yeah, I was really just playful and I loved every second of it. And, and in my work now, it's really funny because I do have a lot of experience with being with my inner child because she's always just right there next to me. And it's been such a huge part of my work actually in guiding people back to their joy is actually accessing that inner child wisdom. Yeah, and so I, we need me, to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a whole thing. It's, it's, a, it's whole a whole thing. thing. And you know what? I, as much as I love the idea of that, I really need to know practically a little bit about that. But before we go into that, sure. When you were a preteen, all the way up to your 20s, you got further and further away from this mm-hmm. June, this fabulous, yeah. playful, fearless, oh, you know, yeah. vital June. And you were people pleasing and, you know, all the things we do. I mean, we all are guilty of this, but it was at an all-time high, you say, mm-hmm. until you say the shit hit the fan and I finally <laughs> chose me. First of all, if you get there before 50, you're winning the game. So I want to I know. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you won. You've won the game. Keys of the kingdom right there. It's not like an unusual story, but I think for me, being first generation Thai, my parents really sacrificed their entire lives to come to America for the American dream. And so this is not like a new story by any means, but I think what is not often talked about universally is kind of the responsibility that comes with that role. And so for me, it was really important to just do my best to be the best. And it was, and, you know, I feel like everybody kind of goes through that where you, you really want to just like yearn to achieve something or be somebody or be accepted. And so in my preteens, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm, I went to Catholic school. I don't know if you know this list, but I went to Catholic school as a Buddhist. Oh, <laughs> Let's talk Lord. about that. That's a little bit different. Talk about confusing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, my parents just wanted me to go to a really excellent school. And so they were like, we don't care. Let's just let it be private. And so they put me in Catholic school. So I grew up really feeling very much an outsider in a lot of ways, not just being, you know, one of the few Asians in the school, but also being non-Catholic. And so I had this relationship with myself, which was very tumultuous thinking, oh, I don't belong. Like, not only do I not belong, but I'm maybe I won't go to heaven. Like, I don't think I'm going to hell. Like, like I was having existential crises at a very young age and to combat that feeling of 
lack of worth and feeling like I didn't belong, I really desperately just sought to be perfect. And so perfectionism and people pleasing and all of this self-rejection really took a horrible turn. Well, it can also be from story, right? Like you can start taking those things on as your story. Like, oh, like you totally. just have this idea, I don't fit in. And then you just take that story and you wake yep. up and you're 40 years old and you're like, I don't fit in. And it's like, you don't even know where that came from. You've been ringing that bell for so oh many years, gosh. right? Broken like, records. These things just like come in, you know what I mean? Like that's what's so crazy about Absolutely. our journeys. I think sometimes we don't even know where this stuff comes from and why Why in the world are we still holding on to that? I know. And it is so bananas because at the end of the day, I was like looking at myself in the mirror thinking like, oh my gosh, I have everything that I could ask for. I'm working hard at my job. I feel like I'm doing everything quote unquote right. And yet how could I feel so wrong in all these ways? And so that's when it was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) If I didn't wake up, universe was literally going to be like, oh girl, let me just show you. (laughs) Let me just tell you what's up. And that's when quote unquote shit hit the fan. Major things happen. Death. Wake me up. Death of my spirit. Death of my loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost like I was death of my body first. Honestly, it was like, okay, I, I don't even understand how to listen to my body because I have never done it. It was always been like, no, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing, hustle, get it done. Don't listen. (laughs) And I ended up in the emergency room with freaking pneumonia in my left lung feeling like, Oh my God, but I hope I don't get fired. What? I mean, <laughs> and then it shows it, you where your priorities were at that time. I know. I know. Yeah. It was crazy, but I was like, no, this is what you do to be, you know, to, yeah, you, to be to, the best, right? Yeah. Like you just work yourself to death. To yeah. be successful, to be happy, to be joyful. This is what you do, right? Yeah. You land yourself in the emergency room. And then it wasn't until I had three deaths in a row in my family and my aunt, like she was like growing up in Thailand, she was like my favorite aunt. But again, I was in this veil, this cloud and mask of just this is who I am, this robotic way of being that I didn't want to let my team down. And my people pleasing led me to literally miss her funeral. Oh my God. And I I mean, the most paralyzing pain to just be like, how, how could you do this? And then right after that, a few months later, my uncle passed away. And then a few months after that, my grandfather, and it was just like, bam, what, if I could, didn't wake up to the reality of life at that moment before, it was like, no, things come in threes, right? It was very yeah. interesting. Yeah. And it was just like that moment of the great epiphany where I realized, who am I living for? What am I doing with my life? This is not the way that I want to be. This is not who I truly am. And that's when things started to really change. And how did you get yourself through like, the ups and downs of that time. Like even once you started realizing, okay, I I am, I am not going to live like this anymore. How did you get through like three deaths? Like, what did you tell yourself to kind of, you know, get you through that time? Well, I mean, I think it was more of like, not necessarily what I told myself, Liz, but more of like what I asked myself. Okay. Because it felt really much as though I've been living without questioning anything that I was doing in my life. I just allowed myself to do quote unquote obligations, what was right, what I felt 
people needed from me, what others wanted. And I never asked myself, who am I? What is the meaning of my life? What is my purpose here on this planet? Especially with death, it was like, who am I without other people? You know, like if I am this solitary being, this soul just existing in this planet by myself, like who, who am I? What is, what does she look like? And I, I realized that, you know, with COVID and everything, I I know a lot of people have experienced grief and loss, but there is something to be said about grieving and losing somebody in the external from yourself, somebody outside of you. But there's also, I think a deep grief of people losing themselves in the process and realizing the death of their old self. And that's where I feel like depression and suicide and sadness and all the things that we are battling in this human experience is always happening because we're constantly either putting on a mask and not being our true selves, or we just realize oh my gosh, I, my old self is no longer who am I. So who am I now? And you become completely lost in those questions. I found that the more playful and more curious I could be with asking the questions versus like trying to strive for the answer. Like, who am I? It's such an existential crisis. Kind of like back to your old way, right? Like, let me just beat myself to the ground. Ask myself this question. Yeah. (laughs) Versus, versus trying to go on kind of a journey and figure something out. You're just going to beat yourself up. I know. It's like, you know, figure it out, get the job, be, put the identity, you know, degree, whatever it is to solidify who that is. And it was like, oh my gosh, that is so not the answer. And so I think that's what birth being a joy guide really for me was, was truly realizing, oh, am I seeking these titles? Am I seeking achievement? Am I seeking money? No, I think I'm seeking joy. And that's where joy seeking came about. And then it led to me being a joy guide. I mean, I love the story. I also, I really identify with the whole like death because I think what's hard is when we know that that we want to kind of put this other person or this other life to bed and just say, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. There is, even when it's a positive thing, even when you know, like I'm going to be moving just towards something like better, right? Yes. There's yes. still a part of us that's really sad because <laughs> we're oh like, well, we have regret, right? We're like, oh my God, I wasted all that time doing that thing. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, or, or like we can be mean to ourselves and be like, well, what is it then, Liz? What's wrong with you? I know. <laughs> you know, I think, I think I, I really relate to that. I think I came when I turned 50, cause I'm like much older than you. Um, <laughs> when I, when I, well, actually no, when I turned 49, when I turned 49, I realized I was a year away from turning 50 and I thought Mm. I am not coming into 50 like this. Like I'm not going to be that person that's like hiding my age and super depressed. Like I'm just not going to be that person and like all like sad about my birthday. And I thought, well, what do I need to do to come into 50? Like a Mm. boss, like and feel great. (laughs) And to find that answer, I had to get so still joy. That, and I'm not still, I just don't do that. And I had to get so, so, and I did not like all those answers. It was not oh, fun yeah. when you really take that time and say, I don't want to do these things anymore. I don't want to be this person anymore. Like that sometimes requires letting go of some really painful stuff and some identities that you really, even though you think you don't like them, they, they're still mm-hmm. your identity. And then you're yeah. like, well, who the hell am I girl? 
I don't even know. I know. I know. And that, and I think that's the cool thing about uh, the work that I end up doing is because it is ageless, right? Joy is yes. a universal that is so ageless. And I, what I keep always telling my clients, and I had a woman who was in her 60s and she came to me and she was like, June, I need help finding a soulmate. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Like, I mean, it that's amazing. I'm, yes. And that's why I'm so lucky because I feel like people are really starting to wake up that your life can begin whenever you choose. Yes. You just have to choose yourself and allow yourself to receive that joy that's already waiting for you. Like that's, you already have the keys to it. You just have to start that car and the ignition within you so that you can get to that beautiful destination that you want. But really Uh, it's funny because I always use the car analogy, but then that point that you made earlier about stillness, it really is recognizing like, oh shoot, I started the engine. But once I started the engine, I just have to sit here and just like turn on the radio, maybe listen to myself, get into my own frequency. And there you have it. We're here. (laughs) Oh wait, we just teleported to joy. Holy crap. I didn't even have to drive anywhere. It was free within me. So it's super cool. It's really, I love my work. I, I mean, I can only imagine the breakthroughs you go with people. Like I would be crying my eyes. I, I'm like the uh, like a white Oprah. Like I would cry <laughs> 50,000 times. Like people were having breakthroughs in front of me and they were like coming to these realizations. I would just like be bawling. I'd be so <laughs> You call yourself a joy guide and a joy seeker. You just said it. Tell me, what does that look like? Like what, like, I, I, tell me what that means. I'm yeah. excited <laughs> about your job. I didn't even know this was a job. I, well, I know I, I felt, I kind of woke up one day and was like, I think I'm, I'm a joy guide. And I was like, I Googled it. And I was like, is that a thing? (laughs) I I legitimately had to find the legitimacy of my own work. And what was amazing was that I couldn't find an answer. (laughs) So I'm kind of trailblazing in a bit of a way, but what it is, is like in all of my feeling lost in all of the grief and the pain and the stuckness that I had and kind of just like this random trajectory that I felt like I was just kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck <laughs> in my life and, and, and being upset for a lot of time thinking, oh my God, I wasted so much time getting that degree. Um, uh, why did I do this? Like I spent 14 years, like it was so crazy. And And now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I got a psychology degree, a bachelor's degree to be a child therapist, funny enough. Then I left that life because I was like you, crying my eyes out, being like, I can't help the children. Oh God, let me hug them all. (laughs) So yeah, you can't, you can't hug the kids that you might get sued, you know? (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to be a pretty crappy doctor. So probably not the way to go. Then I ended up getting a master's degree in costume design of all things and recognizing, oh wait, I could just maybe do art therapy with it one day. That never happened necessarily, but i I was realizing in the 14 years in the entertainment industry, working with like celebrities and all that stuff, it felt so empty and vacant to me only because I was realizing everybody was putting on a mask. Everybody had a mask. I was helping people put on a mask. I literally was transforming individuals, whether or not they were celebrities or thought leaders or whoever I was styling at that time, putting these band-aids on these giant gaping insecurity wounds that was in them, you know, and like ha- having therapy sessions essentially lives while people are naked and crying yes. in the fitting room. <laughs> no, but you know what, to, to your point, I mean, listen, celebrities have some of the worst lives I've ever known. That's what's so funny to me is when people are like, oh, I wish I was this one and that one. I'm like, do you really though? 
Cause like that person on the red carpet is not having a good life whatsoever. I just want you to know it's rare that a celebrity is really living the life they want to live and they're happy and fulfilled. That is rare. So you're right. You were masking up and band-aiding some really sad people. Yeah, there were, I mean, there were very few people that really emanated that like joyful, I am so grateful for this experience. And then it was kind of interesting because then I ended up styling like normal people. And I was like, oh, I just want to work with normal people. I'm sure it's going to be better. And it was like, nope, we're all the same folks. <laughs> we're all trying to, you know, mask these insecurities, be somebody else, uh, fight this imposter syndrome. It's all the same. And so for me, what was frustrating about being in that job was that I knew that the key was like, oh, it's from within. I'm helping people work from the outside in. And that was not going anywhere because the second they took off their clothes, they were just back to their womp womp self. And I felt sad because like it was just so deflating to see. And then it, it was like, oh, light bulb. What if I just worked from the inside out? And that's where the joy guiding kind of really came to me. And I realized that, oh my goodness, everything that I have done in my life, they've been little stars in my entire universe of my my soul trajectory, right? And what I end up helping my clients with is recognizing this randomness of these stars actually make a beautiful constellation. And it emanates that beauty and light and joy of your unique gifts in this lifetime. So how do we actually show up authentically, show up in a way that doesn't require all the money in the world, doesn't require you to wear all the best brands or be somebody else, but just be you and make a difference just by showing up and shining just as you are. And now that's the work that I want to do. Well, that, that is, that's incredible. What, tell me, when people come to see you, what's the common, is there any common threads? Like I would just imagine there's some common threads of people who come to you, you know, seeking joy and trying to live authentically. Yeah. Like what's the kind of common thread that people come to you? Well, with? I mean, major transition, major change, um, something like they're looking to make the big change in transition or they're in the middle of that. And they're like, Oh my God, it's, it's both. It's Both. both because both ignite this like light bulb moment where you feel like, Oh my gosh, I am no longer who I once was. And so what I end up helping people do is literally from feeling lost and stuck from their old self to really guiding them through to these actionable steps to be like, no, this is who I am now. And what is this joyful life experience? What can it look like starting today? So that's kind of what I end up helping them do is releasing the old and grieving that that old person that once was, and then really just understanding like, no, but that person really was necessary so you could be the badass you are today. So let's go out there and show up. Yes. I think women especially are so hard on themselves that, and, and we, I think we also sometimes, especially being mothers, especially, Mm -hmm. I, I I feel like as a mother, I mean, now I got a 14 and a 12 year old, I'm like along in the mother game now. (laughs) And which is one of the reasons why I created this online community, the warrior moms is because women like wake up, like they're like, you know, first you're having the baby. You're like, just keep it alive. Keep it alive. Keep the baby alive. Yeah. You know, then before you know it, like they're cute. And now you're like excited to be a mother. Oh, they're a toddler. They're so cute. But then you're like, oh my God, they're going everywhere. I got to, I don't know where you are. Like, you know, you're just trying to, 
then they get older yeah. and you, you forget to transition yourself. Like here, my son's over here. He's 14 years old. He's like, can you give me a glass of milk? I'm like, of course, darling. I know. <laughs> Anything you want. Anything you want, my son. I mean, hello, get your own glass of milk. What in the world? You know? <laughs> but, it, but truthfully, like women forget to put themselves back on the list. And, and I think when you forget to, and, and then you can't even put yourself first on the list. Oh yeah. But then oh, when yeah. kids get older, that's exactly when you need to push yourself back up on that list. And I'm sure you get some women, some tired ass women who come to you. Oh my gosh. I mean- I have given everything to these people. I cannot tell you. I work with both men and women, but the majority are women and they are a lot of moms. And the moms that come to me know that they have a deeper calling in this life outside of the role of being that beautiful, wonderful mom. But it's like, it almost feels like, okay, well, once that chapter is closed, though, it is almost a little defeating because you've been giving yourself yes. so much time and energy onto this role of being like this perfect mom or this the best mom that you could possibly be. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, but okay, if I'm not a mom, who am I? There comes the question, who right? Am I? Who right. am I? What do I do now? And that's when the magic happens because then you allow that playful curiosity to drive you to exploration and joy seeking. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this is who I am. This is amazing. And, and you discover things about yourself and then your spouse looks at you. Like I remember when I first started transitioning from my job of being a costume designer to a joy guide, my husband was like very patient at first. and was like, okay, you know, I support you, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I like throw on the woo and I'm I'm exploring (laughs) all kinds of self-exploration. I've got Oracle cards everywhere. We're both, I'm from the East coast. He's from Ohio. I grew up with government people, military people. There's no way in hell that any of this stuff would be crystals. No. None, none of that. I used to make fun of that. And then I moved to California, go figure. And I went quote unquote soft as they would describe me. Right. And then <laughs> me too, I have me crystal, too. Yeah, I have crystals, I have Oracle cards. I'm so in the woo. And he, he, we had to have a conversation where he was like, babe, I don't know you anymore. Like, I don't even recognize you. Like, and he got fearful, really fearful. Cause the moment like you start changing yeah. and you start changing the way you feel inside, you start accessing this vibration, this energy within you that is so pure of like, this is who I am. It scares people. It really does. And you're going to have to start waking up to the realization that, oh shoot, this is going to start changing my environment. This is going to start changing my relationships. Yeah. And that's where I think moms that come to me get a little bit worried because they're like, I don't want to change this. Yeah, I was going to say it might be a thing where they like are scared to do it because they're like, I don't want like people to not, I don't know, accept me or like, like me or, or I suddenly I'm like, I don't like any of this anymore. I'm going to change my whole life. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But choosing yourself and being priority number one is the ultimate way, the only way really to get to joy. And so if you're just waiting around for these externals, for your kid to do something great, or for your husband to acknowledge you, to actually feel fulfilled and feel that joy, that's destination addiction. (laughs) That's waiting for you to arrive at that when, that where, that how, and not, and you could be waiting forever, right? So I think that's where I encourage 
my moms or anybody really to yeah. just embrace the joy in change. And and change is a freaking universal anyways. Like the only constant in this life is that things are going to change. You oh, are going to change, right? So how do we navigate through that um, in, a, in a really fun way? Because transformation I know can be really scary, but this is what I, I feel like I love doing because I try to make it as mo- the most playful and fun as it could possibly be. Well, that's what I love about you, June, is that you make this work not seem scary. Yeah. <laughs> like you make it look like it's a good time. That's why it really I really can't be. You. I swear. I, I mean, you, like we might be time, crying. Yeah. You know, we yeah. might do a little crying, Liz. It's okay. We'll have our Oprah Gale moments. Yes. But at yes. the end of the day, I think that's that's the vulnerability that also leads to that authenticity and that joy. Yes, yes. When we're feeling stuck and muddy about our yeah. direction, is that, I mean- you we were talking about the inner child thing, kind of getting mm-hmm. close to your inner child and being able to tap mm-hmm. into that. Is that sort of what we need to do when we're feeling like stuck and muddy? Is there any kind of like first steps that you think we should sort of adopt, you know, like when we're feeling like that, like we don't even know what the hell is going on? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's, again, like I was saying before, it's asking the right questions. So who am I living for? Um, Where am I on my own freaking priority list, right? So if you all of a sudden make this list and you're last, that's a a definite red flag. Like, oh, yes, change must occur. But also understanding change is a universal. So how can we embrace that and have fun with it? Part of the problem is that most of us as adults, we're like, no, kids can be kids and we're adults. We're the responsible ones. We do the things and we get the job done and then we go to sleep and then we make sure no one dies. (laughs) <laughs> like, I think that's, that's what we believe. But what I'm trying to teach is that, no, we're the kids. We can have the adventure mindset. We don't have to wait until we're empty nesters to live again. You know, we can live right now and we can join in on the fun. So what that really looks like is just being more open-minded and being more curious about dating yourself, right? I always call joy seeking really just synonymous for dating yourself. (laughs) So you're like, yeah. So you're like, Hmm, do I like peonies or do I like roses? And you're by yourself, you're freaking flowers. Like don't wait for your husband. Like really, I, I really encourage people just to not wait. Like if you feel stuck, do something about it. And you don't need a joy guide necessarily to start, but it's like, it's really, it sounds so simple, right? To date yourself. But then once you start doing it, you realize, oh shoot. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. And that's when you can be just very open to yourself, very compassionate to yourself. That's very key in all of this is the compassion because we could be so hard on ourselves when we don't have the answers, but it's not about getting the answer. It's about living life like a beautiful experiment, living it like an exploration. So explore yourself. Yeah. So dating yourself. I mean, I've, I mean, I remember long ago talking to some mothers who are like, I, or even people on this podcast, they'll, they'll say like before they found, you know, their real, their passion and their calling and what they were really supposed to do. It was like as simple as like, what kind of ice cream do I like? And they didn't know the answer. Oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're so out of touch with themselves. And I think yeah. this pandemic also, June, let's be real, it's kind of put a haze on people. Like it's put this kind of oh, like yeah. 
we're looking through the blurry glass because we're just like, what day is it? And how much longer yes. is this going to continue? And because it's, a, it is a little bit of a joy killer, I must say. It is. It is. Um, I, I have to say it too. Yeah. It definitely is. But it's been so amazing because sometimes, I mean, think about my three deaths, right? Sometimes it does take a shocking, traumatic thing to really shake up the foundations of all of the, this house of cards that you've built necessarily. Right. Yeah. So, and then to realize like, whew, if I just blew a slight wind down on these cards, it would just fall to really recognize like, oh shoot, the foundation of my joy is really, really not strong. So with COVID or with things that are traumatic, I am almost, I almost celebrate those moments because they are the biggest wake up moments for you to recognize like, oh, this is what I've been doing. And the shift happens with, oh, this is what I'm doing. And now what? Right. Now what can I do about so it? So that's really the the first step almost. Like when yeah. you're feeling that way or when you have the tragedy thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first step. It's yeah. not when you're feeling all great and happy. Like who wants to do the work then? Hello. No. <laughs> when you're having the hard times, I guess, right? Is when it is. It is. Go on your joy journey because you're right. What's going on with me? You know, like what, where am I on this? Like, who am I? You know, what, who am I living for? All those questions you were saying. And what am I going to choose? Am I going to choose to go down this sad path and just continue living the way that I am? Mm. Or am I going to choose me for the first time and empower myself and not give my power away for the first time ever, right? Like, I yes, think yes. there's a there's a choice when there's a fork in the road. And sometimes those traumatic moments are literally the portal that opens up, that opens up to a hallway that's like, oh, there's two doors, cool. <laughs> I didn't even know I had options. And now, and now what, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this, I love this. Well, what's next for you? Like, what are you working on? I mean, I know, I know something, but I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it. Um, I am. <laughs> and you are. Please do. <laughs> the first thing is the Bra Network. Of course, you've been talking about it on the podcast. But for Bra Network members, I'm helping to create a community within the community uh, called the Witches of Bra. <laughs> Love it. I know. So basically it's celebrating the alchemy between magic and business. And I found that in a lot of the meetings that I've seen these entrepreneurs or other women, again, we have a hard time with our voices. And even I had a hard time being like, oh, I'm doing this new thing and it's a little wooey and I'm a joy guide. I don't know what that is either. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like I'm apologizing yeah. for what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. And so I realized that there was, there are moments where more and more women are kind of waking up to the power of who they are. And in those waking up, it you connect with your intuition. And because your intuition is so strong, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I think I'm having like third eye activations or you start learning about chakras. And then you're like, whoa, my energy is, I know when there's something wrong with my kid, but it's like amplified to way beyond just my children now. And so that's when you realize, oh, wait, so what is my, what is this thing? What is this magic that I hold within myself? And so for me, allowing this community to provide a space for people to safely talk about their experiences and to really nurture these entrepreneurs who are light workers, shamans, starseeds, healers, people who really want to make a difference in the world and be like, no, no, do not be ashamed. Yeah. This is the world needs you. The world yes. needs this. So this is a safe place for you to really explore what that 
feels like and what that could mean for you. Well, I have already signed up as you know. And so yeah, I, I was like, well, how fast did I jump on that? I was like, me. You, I know you were like, I'm in. I don't know what this is, but I'm in. <laughs> I was so excited. Anyway, well, and also tell us how we're going to go to the speed round next is my favorite part. But but tell me, how can people work with you if they want to work with, are there, are there different kind of ways to work with you? Like, tell yeah. us about that a little bit. Yeah. So I love self-exploration in fun ways. And so the ways that I do it is, uh, Oracle card reading. So we just do a one hour reading where you ask a question and then I have a divine answer for you <laughs> from the universe. And then I do human design, which is an amazing tool for self-exploration, but it tells you your life purpose, your superpowers and your gifts. It's such a great starting point for just getting to know yourself, especially when you feel lost. And then you can also work with me one-on-one -on -one in my joy guidance program. And so I've, I work with all kinds of people. So it really, if you're just game for finding more joy in your life, like we can have fun together, <laughs> really what it is. Yes. And then on Monday, I'm starting my first group program called the joy of being you. So yeah, awesome. there's a lot of opportunities. Okay. So opportunities. you have all different things. Okay. So and I'll put everything in the show notes, all the links, all the fun things, but yes, I know everybody is going to want to work with you, including me. <laughs> um, okay. Now we're at the speed round Love party it. time. Okay. Cocktail of choice. I get Asian glow. So Shirley Temple. <laughs> Oh, you do. You know what's so funny? I have another girlfriend. She's Thai and she literally, she drinks a sip and she's passed out on the couch. I'm I like, look like oh, I've been high for like a whole year after a sip of wine. So it's, it's Isn't not that cute. the weirdest thing? <laughs> I we lack the enzyme or something to break it down. My dad's like full on allergic. He'll break knives. So Shirley Temple sadly is my mocktail. Okay. Well, listen, I don't hate that. I'm just going to say, <laughs> um, mantra or quote you live by. Yeah. So I always say this to myself and I find myself saying it to my clients is um, treat yourself and your life like a joyful experiment. Be curious, ask questions and let the lessons propel you to your next great adventure. Oh, that was so well said. Thank you. I think you need to write a book for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> Tell us one thing you do every day that really sets you up for being your most joyful joy guide self? Yes. Being alone. So I will wake up earlier than my family. And then I will legitimately either meditate or just be in stillness by myself or play a song and booty shake. I mean, whatever I need that day, right? Oh. <laughs> or, or dance naked in the shower, like and out of the shower. <laughs> it's right out of the shower. Oh yeah. Dance right out of the shower. Like I, I just feel like it's so necessary to be in your body first because we first thing when we wake up most of the time, we just live right in our minds. What do I do? What I got to do? Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden our spirit's gone. Bye. Bye spirit. Bye joy. But getting into your body, connecting it with your mind, then all of a sudden you can be in your joyful frequency. I love that. Tell me what makes you feel unstoppable? Oh, my inner child. Every time I talk to baby June and we all can access our little baby, you have a baby Liz inside of you that's dying to come out and play. Every time I get fearful, I talk to her and she encourages me to be like, whatever, it's so fun. Let's just do it. And then all of a sudden that playful curiosity right there. So that's really yeah. all it takes is you just talk to her. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds weird, but... But I do this exercise with all my clients, actually, because 
you don't even realize that there are so many different parts of you that you talk to on any given day, but the voices that need the most love and nurturing are usually the ones that are most important and the most ignored. <laughs> yes. Well, I, so I talking that. to your inner child, right. Is, yes. is what I do. Okay. Tell me, what are you most proud of? Oh man, I think just the courage to fearlessly gamble on myself. You know, I, I legitimately. <laughs> that was the greatest been, sentence anyone's ever said. The courage to fearlessly gamble on myself. Oh yes. my God. Yeah. That was fabulous. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think more people should do it. I mean, I take a gamble on pretty much nothing because I'm risk averse, but I can, I can play, you know, in Vegas at some point, but, and be excited and have fun with that. But it was like, oh my gosh, why can't I take a gamble on myself? And instead of just getting like another degree, maybe I'll just get a PhD in life and then spend that money investing in me. I love what would that. that look like? And that I really love changed. it. You guys, you have to fe- have the courage to fearlessly gamble on yourself. This is the yeah. greatest thing I've ever heard. What's exciting you the most right now? Okay, this is going to sound really, really silly, but have you seen the video like that just came out about the lawyer who was on Zoom with other lawyers on a court case? And the, the cat filter was on his face, like one of the lawyer's faces, and he couldn't get the cat filter to come no, up. So he legitimately a giant cat head talking to a judge being like, I am a cat. It's it's so good, Liz. You got, I'm so excited about I'm that. I'm looking right this up immediately. <laughs> I'm also going to put this link in the show notes because obviously we all need to see this cat lawyer person. I laughed for a good, I haven't laughed so hard in my life. It was so good because it was like the perfect mix of this is something that should not happen. And this is a serious lawyerly moment. Right. But he can't, and also he can't we've got to stop it. You can't yeah. stop it. <laughs> Talk about joy. Talk about living your best life and going with the flow and being like, whatever, this is me. <laughs> I mean, that is awesome. I'm dying to see that. I'm going to, I'm looking that up right after we get off. All right, June, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been like joyful for me, frankly, like this has been a a joy guide for me. (laughs) It's been so great. And I just appreciate you so much. And I love your show. I love it. So thank you for having me on. I'm so, listen, you can come back anytime. Maybe we'll go deep into something else and all that. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll think about more things we can do. Or you know what? We can do clubhouse together too. I'll little host a little oh, yeah. thing with you. Cause that'd be a good thing to do with you too. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you, June. And thank you everybody for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a positive review. This is Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.